He had joined the army. Your shooting won me twenty dollars yesterday, the first sergeant told him. If I'd had more, I'd have bet it. You must have been born with that ability to shoot a rifle. I've been in this man's army a hell of a long time, and you're one of the best shots I've seen. Ah, the boys are putting together a little kitty to bet on you at the range tomorrow, Corporal Murphy stated with his thick Irish brogue. I'd be a thinking that a little extra rest might be a good thing, wouldn't it, First Sergeant? That and a little extra practice time? I's just thinking the same thing, Corporal. Put Private Deegan on early guard duty. That no better yet. Take him off guard duty tonight. He can make it up later. Well, maybe if he wins us enough tomorrow, he could just be left off of guard duty for a while, Murphy added with a laugh. I heard the captain bragging him up to some of the other officers this morning. I'd not be a bit surprised if the good captain wasn't laying down a wager to himself on the shooting abilities of Private Deegan here. As good as he was with a rifle, he was as bad with a pistol. For some unknown reason, he just could not seem to hit anything over twenty feet away with a pistol. And over time, the shaking of his hands caused by the amount of cheap liquor he was drinking, seemed to be taking away his ability to shoot well, and he was forced to quit doing the one thing he had always enjoyed about the Army. He found that he wasn't as popular as he had been when he was making a little extra money for the other soldiers. These just became more excuses for him to drink. There were days he actually wished he was home in Chicago, working in the family grocery store. He started drinking earlier in the day to help the hours pass, and most afternoons were just a drunken blur. When all of his hidden bottles were empty or he couldn't find any of them, he would sneak down to the little adobe shack in the high bushes along the river that served as a soldier's bar for a drink or two. The mescal began to make him ornery, and he would fight with anyone over the slightest provocation. In the beginning, Deegan won most of his fights, but he quickly began to lose more times than he won, and the ravages of the fights began to show on his once handsome face. His nose was flattened, and an army doctor had removed most of the bone from it, making it as soft and pliable as a slice of cucumber. Scar tissue made lines through his eyebrows and little ridges and valleys around his eyes and on his lips and chin. His right eye developed a permanent squint from an improperly set broken cheekbone, and his hands and fingers were scarred and bent. From a single look, a person got the immediate impression that Charlie Deegan was a brawler. But even after nights of drinking, whoring, and fighting, he somehow always managed to appear at the morning formations where he inevitably heard comments from the other soldiers as to how bad he looked, how much they had seen him drink, or detailed descriptions of the fights he had been in the night before. This attention was like a badge of honor, and he found inner satisfaction in no matter how bad he looked or felt, he still made the morning formations. The morning formations became his personal award ceremonies, and he was proud to attend them. Oh, you should have seen Deegan last night. He put away that big corporal from C Troop, 
Deacon must have drunk three bottles of that stuff. There's three of them on the floor before Deacon was through. <laughs> Deacon just kept getting up for more. The evening retreat formations were just a sign that it was time to fall back into another alcoholic oblivion. Eventually, the retreat formations weren't a sign of anything because the whole day was an alcoholic blur. Deegan hid more bottles of tequila and mescal and slipped off to the little adobe shack by the river earlier and earlier. The pain from the hangovers and fights would eventually go away with enough liquor, but the pain in his mind from knowing what he was becoming wouldn't. He tried to work out solutions to the problem, but was usually drunk before he came up with any answers. Finally, one afternoon, he broke one of his few remaining cardinal rules and didn't bother to return to the fort.